This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. One semester of law school. One semester of criminal justice. Two experts. I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandy Pond. Let's go to court. On this episode, I'll be talking about the nose doctor. Ooh, the nose doctor. That's right. Sniff, sniff. Oh, is his name Dr. Sniffles? No, it's nothing cute like that. Sinus issues are no joke, Brandy. Oh, well, I do suffer from, I am a sinus sufferer, so mm. I do have a little sniffle today even. I know you do. I, allergies. My I allergies feel like it's just are, perfect that you have a sniffle today for this Great, story. can this doctor help me? Hmm. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I often tell stories about people who are just doing great, great at their things. job. Great things, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great Wonderful things folks. The, for the noses of the world. <laughs> Everyone, you should know that Brandy's weird today. I am weird today. Why am I weird today? Well, I don't know. I don't know. You're the one in being that weird. body being weird. <laughs> I am. We've got an exciting evening planned by me. I mean, me, David, and London. I was going to say, wow, I've not been invited. <laughs> Would you like to join us? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I have plans. Um, yeah, go ahead and tell the people. Uh, yeah, London has earned a reward mm-hmm. for no longer using her binky. So she gets to go to the train restaurant for dinner tonight and then to Target to pick out a toy. So if big I, stuff, big if stuff. If I accompany you on this outing, do I also get to pick out a toy of my choosing at Target? Does Target sell sex toys? Well, we could all find out together. <laughs> as long as they do not, then yes, you can come and I will wow. purchase you a toy. <laughs> Devastating. See, she's being weird again. She won't do the like, most basic I love the, uh, the idea of us going to Target and like London, uh, what she has her eyes on mm-hmm. is a toy, to- a toy tool set. That is hard to say. Okay, um, yeah. And then I Good love the idea of then you going to the personal massager section. <laughs> My back hurts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyhow, everyone, welcome to the show. <laughs> That's quite a way we started out. You didn't think we'd go from train restaurants for toddlers to no. me so, trying to con Brandy into buying me a sex toy. <laughs> I guess I wasn't conning you. No, you were not. Very you were, straight yeah, forward. you were on the up and up the whole time. Very admirable. Yes. Yeah, you know I what know I exactly what that? I was getting into. A toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're enjoying this banter and, you know, how could you not? That's right. You'll probably want to support us on Patreon. Yeah, do it. Oh, wow, Brandy. (laughs) Everyone. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, gosh, there's just not enough of this podcast. I can't get enough. Well, boy, do I have good news for you. Mm. We have 51 (laughs) bonus episodes. Why did you say it like that? Well, I couldn't remember if it was 50 or 51, but then we just recorded the 51st. So, yeah. yeah. 51 bonus episodes over there on our Patreon. And boy, are they coming at you fast. They are. You, you Once like, a month. Yeah, whoosh, dodging. Whoosh. And whoosh. there's other benefits as well. You yes. get in the Discord to chitty chat the day away. At the higher levels, you get inducted onto the podcast. 
onto the podcast, into the podcast. Make entry into the podcast, <laughs> as we say. Um, also, we do little monthly Zoom calls with you. Yeah. And at the $10 level, Brandy will reward you for being a patron, and you'll go to Target with her, and she'll pick out the adult toy <laughs> no, you're choosing. No, that is not a reward it's that a, is available on our Patreon. actually a money-losing endeavor <laughs> that we're engaged in, but it's really more of a community service thing, don't you agree? Absolutely. Personal massagers for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Tool sets for children. Sure. Anyway, that ought to convince people. Patreon.com slash LGTC podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? There's another thing I'd like to plug, Brandy. And it's an ad. Not your butt. Stop it. We're doing an ad. I'm so sorry. (laughs) With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back from the ad. Are you ready for this? I am. Are you ready for a nose doctor? Nose doctor. Nose doctor. Nose doctor. I'm making up songs. Everybody loves it. Oh, I thought you were going to do like a called the nose doctor. Oh, yeah. That's probably where I was <laughs> yeah. going. And I convinced myself that I made something yeah. up. Yeah. What a hack. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> shout outs to. Oh, well, okay. I got to do like one of the big shout outs oh. to Buzz Bissinger. Okay. This fella wrote one hell of an article for Vanity Fair. Ooh. I'm not telling you the title of it because okay. it gives too much away. But Is it the nose nose? No. Okay. But that would have been adorable. Yeah, it would have been. Just so cute. Cute yeah. as a button. A button nose. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he... He wrote, I mean, kind of the OG article yeah. on this. I mean, this vast, vast, vast majority comes from him. Um, also, there was an episode of the show Vanity Fair Confidential. Oh, also based off of that article, I'm Yeah, guessing. but it had more info. Oh, in okay. It. Not more than the article necessarily, but a little different. So sure. I, I'm throwing some yeah, in. Yeah, peppering it in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Dateline did a little something on this. Oh, okay. who, was the, who was the Dateline correspondent? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch the episode. Oh, I just read, read some articles. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, hmm. I know a dumb hoe who does that, and I <laughs> tried it out myself today. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. So I'm in a weird mood. My God. Is it, did my weird mood rub off on you? You know, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I started my day weird. I, well, it's worth noting that this is episode two of the week. We yeah. did the bonus episode on we Monday. Can't we're be held always responsible. We're, we're for this always episode. weird on the second episode of the week. We're so normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're very professional the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this one time, yeah, that you'll find us talking about sex toys at Target. <laughs> Which they they don't have. No, but they for sure have massagers, which is what you would try and get me to buy you. Don't. Hey, you don't know me. <laughs> I do. You don't know me. <laughs> anyway, everyone, please stop asking about this. <laughs> Mark Weinberger was a big fucking deal. Ooh, BFD. 
Ever heard of chopped liver? Yeah. His grandma invented it. What? For real? Yeah, she served it in her restaurant in the Bronx in 1990. I almost said 1994. 1944. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was so popular that she and her husband sold it in grocery stores, and it was a whole thing. And they had their own line of packaged foods, and we don't have time for that story. This is a tangent-free episode. But, no, you it's know. not. <laughs> like, I mean, isn't that kind of cool? That's very cool. I mean, I've never had chopped liver, but I've neither. said, what am I, chopped liver? Multiple times a day. Yeah, because yeah, no. you're always feeling disrespected. We no. get it. <laughs> Anyhow, bottom line is Mark came from a line of successful folk. That's oh, what I'm trying to tell okay. you. All right. How's it going over there? <laughs> you know, I was taking a sip of my coffee, and I expected us to be able to cut that. <laughs> except I gave you a weird you look. You did. To make you, you made direct eye contact while you did it. So I love how it's on me. It is on you. <laughs> it is. How dare you? Mark was the middle child of Fred and Fanny Weinberger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and just like his brothers, Mark excelled academically. His brother Jeff went to Columbia University, and Mark and his brother Neil went to the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Mark was a smarty pants. After he got his bachelor's degree, he went on to medical school at UCLA. He really killed it. He was a really good doctor. All right. He became an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. He landed an insanely competitive fellowship in Chicago where he studied under one of the world's top rhinoplasty surgeons. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I'm just, I'm engaged in the story. I'm listening to you tell it to me. Do you want me to look away? Preferably, yes. (laughs) Why are you looking at me while I'm talking to you? When he finished his fellowship in 1996, Mark set up shop in Merrillville, Indiana. Oh, okay. You ever been there? I don't believe I have. Me either. Yeah. Kind of a shithole, huh? Is it? Well. (laughs) Are you going to tell us about it being a shithole? Here's the thing. I would never... Right? I would never. Uh I'm not one of these folks who's like, oh, it's a charming small town. You know how like there are true crime tropes and it's always like, it's the most wonderful town. Yeah, that's not your thing. No. Yeah. But at the same time, if I don't live there, I'm not going to shit on it. Uh But man, this Vanity Fair article. Did it shit on it? Referred to it as a tepid and dreary town. Oh, boy. Right. That's pretty insulting. Ouch. (laughs) To the poor people of... What was it called? Merrillville. Merrillville. Is that where Meryl Streep is from? I don't believe so. If it was, they'd have her face on the water tower. Probably. I almost said water fountain, and that would have been way funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's like 30 or 40 miles from Chicago. Oh, okay. At the time, there were only about 30,000 people living there. But this town really needed an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. Yeah. A lot of people in Merrillville worked in the nearby steel mills, and even if they didn't work there, they definitely breathed in the effects of all the steel mills. Yeah. Do you feel like my microphone's too far away from me? I I feel like it's in a weird spot. You've okay, got to be in charge of your I'm own so microphone sorry. placement, ma'am. <laughs> I can't do everything. 
tell the podcast story, buy my own sex toys, you know? Just all falls on my shoulders, That's doesn't right. it? Your shoulders look nice today. You got a what, off, as opposed to no, norm- you've got an yeah. off the shoulder oh. toppy on today. Oh. It's cute. Yeah. Pretty alluring, you have bare huh? Bare shoulders. Oh. You got both bare shoulders. I usually only do like a one bare shoulder. What situation. do you mean usually? No, you only <laughs> do one. I have one shirt that is off both shoulders. I've never seen you wear it. Uh you have. But also I only <laughs> Oh, my God. Because it feels very revealing, I only wear it if my hair is down. <laughs> you couldn't have even lived in Victorian times. I couldn't have. <laughs> You'd go to those balls with just the shoulders showing and yeah. woo, woo. Scandalized. Too much for brandy. That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, ho face. I see you. <laughs> so the people are breathing in all this low-quality air. Yeah. But... You know, because a lot of people had union jobs, they had health insurance. Okay. So Mark found a community that needed him and, coincidentally, a community that could pay for his services. Win-win. Yeah. You got an ear, nose, and throat guy? I should. Yeah. I really should. I actually, this yeah. story, ironically, has inspired me to go to an ear, nose, and throat yeah. person because I, of all yeah, my sinus an, issues. Yeah, I have an ear, nose, and throat guy. You do? Well, just because, yeah, of my thyroid, like I, the, the surgeon who did my thyroidectomy is an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yeah, but he moved away, and you haven't seen. No, anybody. that's my oh. endocrinologist. Oh. My right. surgeon is still here. How dare you? All right, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, monitoring the situation over there, Miss. And uh, how you know my OB is doing my thyroid care at the current moment. So I'm not current I'm not, moment. Yeah, as long as it doesn't. So get, that's why someone's in your vag. You stop it. No, just as long as it doesn't get too crazy. She said she could so monitor her it thyroid's for me. up there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're concerned that I wasn't seeing anybody for my I thyroid care. I am seeing someone. Yeah, yeah it's still out of whack, but we're working on it. Yeah, because you're. Yeah. I tell you what, folks. Let me tell you about this <laughs> this woman. Serious conditions. She had shaky hands. I did. And I'd be like, yeah. hey, I'm concerned about that. And she'd be like, oh, it's no problem. <laughs> I definitely don't need to see a doctor I, about I this. I am under the care of a physician for my thyroid. Mm-hmm. Everybody calm down. It only took like <laughs> six months, a year of harassment from me yeah probably a few months uh, from you yeah several months <laughs> all right anyway worth noting mark didn't actually live in merrillville oh where he live chicago chicago uh-huh why would anyone live in merrillville right i heard it's Ew. so tepid and it's dreary so tepid oh the tepidness what a weird way to describe it <laughs> <laughs> kind of lukewarm yeah <laughs> you dip your toe in, you're like eh, take it or leave it <laughs> the important thing was that mark was doing the lurds work his clinic was doing great everything was going great except for his love life oh no what was happening in his love life he was just unlucky in love brandy oh. and that was too bad he was a good-looking guy he was in very good shape he worked out three times a day that's insane. That is insane. How do you have time for anything else, Mark Wahlberg? Exactly. If you're working out three times a day, that better be your job. Yeah. Anyway, he couldn't seem to make a marriage stick. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. How many times had he been married? Just, I'm about to tell you, oh, ma'am. Okay. Just <laughs> calm down, okay? I will. All right. I know I've got both my shoulders <laughs> out, but that doesn't mean you can talk to me any okay. such a way. <laughs> <laughs> my pants are firmly affixed. Don't worry. I tell you what, I have never been more tempted to just take no. this. Thing. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> He'd gotten married when he was doing his residency, and that hadn't worked out. And then, just a year after he opened the clinic in the hellhole known as Merrillville, Indiana, he got married again. But that didn't work out either. Okay. And I'm not sure why. All Mark wanted was a beautiful, skinny woman who loved giving him blowjobs. Was that too much to ask? just grow on trees, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) All the skinny women who love cock say, hell, hell. Brandy, I can tell you're concerned. Uh, Dr. Mark did find love again. Picture it. Mark was in his late 30s, and he was having the time of his life at a Chicago nightclub called Glow. Mm. And that's where he met Michelle Kramer. Michelle was beautiful. She was skinny. She was blonde. She was 25. And, you know, they got to talking, and they instantly hit it off. What's wrong? How old was Mark at this? Late 30s. All right. Okay. Michelle was working on her master's degree at the University of Chicago, and she had a deep respect for doctors. Okay, this is nuts. When she was 13, she was hit by a car and spent a year in a body cast. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But, I mean, the thing was, like, by the end of that year, she had so much respect and appreciation for doctors and the medical field. You know, they'd saved her. So she met this guy, and she's just like thrilled they started dating and wow it was a whirlwind romance mark spared no expense michelle was from the south side of chicago and she grew up working class and you know all this stuff was very exciting yeah and it was exciting to see her parents be so thrilled with mark they hadn't always liked the guys she's dated. What kind of guys was she dating before? I don't really know, honestly. Oh, all right. But, you know, they just really liked Mark. Well, yeah, I mean, if she brings a doctor home. Sure. Yeah. Sure. After about a year of dating, Mark and Michelle flew out to Rome, as they often did. Yeah. That's my aunt and uncle's names. Really? Mark and Michelle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Okay, I won't say any more. <laughs> Just a fun fact for everyone. All right. I have an uncle named Mark and his wife. My aunt is named Michelle. Everybody jot it down. <laughs> and what are their birthdays? Because you know how much I love when we stop the story to tell the people about a random birthday. I wasn't going to mention any birthdays. Because I haven't mentioned a date yet. That's right. All right. Mark went out to the Piazza Navona. Mm-hmm. The public square thingy. Uh-huh. And Michelle followed after him. Wait, where'd they go? Rome? Yeah. Okay. What? What? I have to oh, tell the people. Do. I have oh, to tell the do. people. I'm sorry, folks. Tangent. Last night, I saw this TikTok, and it was a woman, and she was like, ladies, I <laughs> I need you. <laughs> it's for science. I need you to do something. I need you to ask the men in your life how often they think about the Roman Empire. 
And then someone had stitched that, and it was a woman asking her partner how often he thinks about the Roman Empire. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, not every day, but, you know, two, three times a week, which just blew my fucking mind. Yes. Because I think about the Roman Empire never. 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 Not that it's not interesting. <laughs> no. But it never pops up. Never, never pops into my mind. No. So then... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And so I asked David last night, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Mm-hmm. And he just like for like a split second thought about it. And then he goes, pretty often. <laughs> he said, not like every day or anything, but but pretty often. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, yeah. And he starts launching this whole explanation about how, like, they were the basis for modern society. They had the roads and buildings and all this stuff. Yeah. So then today (laughs) I asked Norm, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Norm thought about it for a second and he goes, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Chris is like, what do you what do you mean? And he's like, you know. Kind of often. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. No. This is something I never think about. Ne- never. Literally never. And he gave basically the same yeah. answer David. He's like, yeah, pretty often. I mean, not every day, but. Like a couple times yeah, a week. a couple times a week. Think about it. Roman Empire just pops into my mind. What? <laughs> so, folks, let us know. Yeah, report back, please. How, how often, often are you are, thinking yeah, about yeah, the Roman Empire? How often are you thinking about the Roman Empire? <laughs> Well, let's let's think on it right now. Okay, while well, you tell us about Rome being at the Piazza di Marmarino. <laughs> so Mark arrives. Yeah, not your uncle. No, the man from this story. Thank you for clarifying. Sure, absolutely. I we was confused, confused why my uncle yeah. was there. <laughs> and Michelle followed after him a little while later. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this my aunt Michelle or the Michelle from the story? This is Michelle Tanner. Oh, Michelle this <laughs> took a weird turn. <laughs> No, it's Michelle from the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> she shows up, and as she arrived, mm-hmm. a group of singers serenaded her. Were they singing I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack? Oh, God, I hope not. One can only hope. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> that would be terrible. Wait, is he, is he proposing to her? Well, boy, In front someone's of a choir. quick. Oh, someone's okay. real quick. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I think I know what's about to happen here. Then he got down on one knee, but it was to tie his shoe. <laughs> no, it was to propose. Oh, okay. And he'd hired the singers. I assume. And I don't know what they sang. Okay. I just thought that that song would be really awful. I hope that they sang My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would also be awful. A lot of, lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Michelle said yes. She was thrilled. Mark told her that he would treat her like a princess for the rest of her life. Shit. I hate to admit that I would love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're not supposed to love it. Oh, right. Just like we're not supposed to think about the Roman Empire, so we don't. (laughs) But yeah, it was wonderful. They were living in a fairy tale. But then something really bad happened to Mark. What happened? Well, Michelle's dad developed lung cancer. And it was terrible for Mark. What? I, I was going to say, what does that have to do with Mark? 
I mean, it didn't happen to him. Obviously, he right. would have to be, you know, involved in supporting his fiance yeah. during that trying time. Yeah, that sucks, right? No. What? <laughs> okay, let me explain. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. All so right. Michelle was devastated by her father's diagnosis, and she ended up spending a ton of time in the hospital caring for her dying father. And you know, Mark did what any fiance would do. He got annoyed. Uh, yeah, see, that's where you lose me. <laughs> he said, and I think this is a great point, why does somebody want to be in a hospital room? It doesn't help anything. Well, that's sir, just not true. Sir, and I feel like I shouldn't have to explain this to, to you, a fucking doctor. the doctor, mm-hmm. but that's where the medical care is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where you can advocate for yeah. your family member. That's where you can make sure that just all the little stuff is getting done. You can make them comfortable. Yes. Um, oh, boy, what a terrible take. Well, you know, hear me out. It was a real bummer for Mark that Michelle's dad was dying because it really messed with their plans, you know? Okay, what were their plans? See, Mark had a vision for their wedding. He wanted their wedding to take place in May of 2002 in Italy, and he wanted it to be lavish, Okay. Okay. But Michelle had a different priority. Taking care of her dying dad? Well, she wanted her father to see her get married. Mm. Yeah, like she wanted her dad to walk her down the aisle? Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. So she was, like, wanting to move the wedding date up and, I don't know, have it in Chicago. Maybe not make her dying father... Go to Italy? Right. Sure. The nerve. Whose side are you on? Mark was pissed off. It was his third wedding, the one everyone dreams of. (laughs) He'd been dreaming of this since he was a little boy. (laughs) Specifically the third one. The third wedding specifically. It's just dreams of the third wedding and the Roman Empire. (laughs) And if he could have that wedding in Rome and combine the two. (laughs) Yeah. And who cares about your fiancé's father, right? (laughs) He told Michelle, you can't let dying people change what the living are going to do. (sighs) Okay. Isn't that the sweetest thing you ever heard? No. Top ten? No. Mm, Okay. Tough crowd. Yeah. Mark did eventually compromise, though he didn't want to. So that was big of him. They got married in November of 2001 at the Chicago Botanic Garden, mm. which I'm sure sucked ass. I bet it was beautiful. No, it was, it's beautiful. I looked it up. It's yeah. Of course it's beautiful. Yes. Of course, Plan B yes. is very beautiful. And they also had a blessing ceremony in Italy. They had a reception at the Field Museum in Chicago. I mean, they, it was okay. nice. All yeah. right, so Let's everybody. calm down, mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah. They quickly settled into a very nice life. They bought an 80-foot yacht. They bought one and a half acres in the Bahamas. They participated in private jet rentals, which is apparently a thing. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not, I'm not on that level. <laughs> Obviously not. You don't even have a hot tub. I don't. I don't have a hot tub. I'm not even in the neighborhood of a private jet rental. <laughs> 
They bought this beautiful townhouse in Chicago right by the John Hancock building. Oh. It was five stories tall. It had an elevator. It better if it's five stories tall. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think it would be more noteworthy if it didn't, didn't have an elevator. Have elevator. <laughs> They had a staff of people. Oh, my gosh. Get a fucking load of this. They had three drivers, three maids. This is for two people. A personal assistant, a personal trainer, and a massage therapist who gave massages to Mark and Michelle every goddamn night. What? Don't you just get tired of massages at that point? Hell no. Hell no. You'd get a massage every night if you could. Absolutely. What? Who do you think you're talking? Yes. In fact, by like the 22nd hour, I'd be like, (laughs) oh, gosh, I'm so tense. I haven't had a massage in almost a full day. (laughs) You totally would. I absolutely would. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Do you really think you'd be like, oh, no, take the Yeah, no, because I get pretty tendy after massage. I need a couple days to recover. Well, give me a nice light one. (laughs) You know, you think the daily masseuse can't, you know, adjust it? Yeah, that's true. All right. All this on ear, nose, and throat, Dr. Money? Yeah. What? That's, this seems very pricey. Well, think about it. We all have ears, noses, and throats. I mean, that Every is single true. one of us. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Okay. So think on that for a while. I'm thinking you? on it. <laughs> and, you know, Merrillville, I told you, there's people there. And I think damn near every single one of them has an ear, nose, and throat situation. Yeah, we got like an insurance fraud thing happening. Oh, my God. Brandy? Yeah, I think so. This is an Ivy League doctor, uh-huh. okay, with an 80-foot yacht. Okay. So I'd like he to- He has an 80-foot yacht? I told you an 80-foot yacht. I was stuck on the elevator, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the doors wouldn't Literally open. Literally <laughs> <laughs> I never even got to see the fifth floor. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, five floors, that's too many floors. It's too many floors. All of this is too much. And there's no I'd way. I'd be fine with a 60-foot yacht. Uh, the 80-foot yacht is, I don't even know how much money that costs, but a lot. They parked it next to Bill Gates's yacht. I don't know if parked is the, it's probably docked. <laughs> <laughs> This is how you know I don't, don't own have a, a boat. yacht. <laughs> no, you know I don't even have a boat. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't park a canoe either. <laughs> I don't have any of this no. shit. No. Yeah. Huh. All right. I'm 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 smelling some insurance fraud. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I can't smell it that well because I am having some nasal issues. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe if he liked our coverage of this case, he would have done some work for you. But now he won't. Okay, so because I've accused him of insurance fraud. Yeah, yeah, and it's very hurtful. Okay, okay. He's just a sweet guy. All he wants is a beautiful, skinny woman who loves to give him blowjobs. Blow and you're being mean to him. So my conscience is clear. Okay. So. <laughs> Every morning, Mark would get up and have one of his chauffeurs drive him to his clinic in Merrillville. The chauffeur would drop him off. Then that chauffeur would drive back to the city to get sushi from one of Mark's favorite restaurants and then drive all the way back to Merrillville to bring Mark his little lunch. This guy has so much money, he does not know what to do with it. So oh, he's... he knows what to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. Three chauffeurs. <laughs> yes. 
Gee, a sushi I want to... chauffeur. That is hard to say. Sushi chauffeur. That is. <laughs> yeah. That is just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I'm sure Merrillville has great sushi restaurants. <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I I think, and you know, I don't personally eat sushi, so I could be wrong here. But I think the last way you want your sushi described is tepid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Why not do all this? Mark could have anything he wanted. He was the nose doctor. That was his brand. Everyone needs their own personal brand, Brandy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm always saying to okay. everyone. Ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. And um, he was great at this. My brand is burping in the middle of a story. What's yours? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I fucking hate when people talk about their personal brand. Yeah. I feel like people have stopped doing it, thank God. Yes. But I remember when I was in college, we had a lot of people come and talk to us about our personal brand. No, thank you. I just think that sounds like farts. What do you mean? Like, oh, you... Yeah, everybody yeah. likes their own brand. Sorry. Yeah. I that It wasn't really... It uh, shouldn't have was, uh, <laughs> taken me that long to catch not. up. No. My brand is stupidity. <laughs> So he bought billboards, the nose doctor. Uh-huh. He got a website, thenosedoctor.com. Oh. He wanted to make it his phone number, but god damn it, there were too many letters. So he had to settle for 1-800-SINUSES. Why not nose doc? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> what the hell, Mark? Boy. Missed opportunity. Big time. Big time. (laughs) With financial help from his mom and dad, Mark opened up a new facility. And wow. It was, dare I say, a little over the top. What? He needed financial help from his mom and dad when he's got a five-story townhouse and three chauffeurs and a sushi chauffeur. Wow. Well, hmm. Cat scan machines aren't cheap, Brandy. Okay. okay. And maybe when you come from chopped liver money, <laughs> you can just ask your parents for some loans and it's fine. All okay. right. All right. All right. All right. I'll I'll save my judgment. Will you? No. I was going to say that'd make for a very boring podcast. Yes. <laughs> I also I wonder well, now, why am I giving him the benefit of the doubt? Part of me is like, well, surely you open the new clinic and then you buy the yacht and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I I don't know that that's necessarily how this went down. Right. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Time is a construct. That's fine. Beautiful. Uh-huh. But with the help of his liver parents' money, his parents' liver money. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. His parents sold their livers On for the this guy's market. <laughs> Um, outside the clinic, and I gotta say, really beautiful. So it's a brick clinic, yeah. you know, got the white columns. There was like a sculpture of a face, and the face had a big nose, like you know. an abnormally large nose, or oh, just a prominent oh, nose, okay. I would say. But I mean, I come from a large-nosed family, so maybe I'm sensitive about mm. this. Mm. I kind of come. We're from very Lincoln esque. A large-nosed family too. Oh, do you? Yeah, we're ours are more bulbous. 
I was going to say, your nose is very cute. I Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it borders on large. It's kind of it's it's bulbous as well. Okay, you feel like yeah. any moment it could tip the scales into I mean, not because, cute well, territory yeah, because your nose and your ears I continue know, they, to grow your whole to grow. life, and um, that's what was happening in Merrillville, and that's why this guy got so rich. Okay. All the all the nose growth. <laughs> he was doing nose trimmings. Was he? Yeah, okay. give you the nose you had when you were fourteen was Wonderful. on the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Everything inside the clinic was high end. Marble, Ooh, cherry yeah. wood, bookends in the shapes of noses. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Were there tattered old copies of People magazine in the waiting room? No. Hell no. 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 There were beautiful coffee table books. Mm. What kind of content are we talking about? Travel, mostly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Patients who entered the clinic were awed by it. They were blown away by this beautiful clinic situated in their shithole of a town. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't really think that. I just love the idea of some writer shitting on (laughs) The best part was the clinic was a one-stop shop. Mark could do it all. He had his own CAT scan machine, so he didn't have to send his patients out to a hospital to get their scans. You know, he could do it all in-house without anyone looking over his shoulder. Uh, Yeah. It's great. No. Insurance. for for sure there's insurance right here because there's nobody else getting an eye on this stuff or a second opinion. He's an Ivy League educated doctor. Mm -hmm. You don't need a second opinion. Okay. Those nose bookends speak for themselves, Mm -hmm. I think. Okay. Because you know those were special made. (laughs) For sure. Also, and I don't think you're going to like this because you're rude, he was the only surgeon in the whole clinic. Yeah, I don't like it at all. (laughs) What's wrong with that? When you go to the nose doctor, you get the nose doctor. That's pretty awesome, Mm -hmm. don't you think? It's wonderful. Don't you agree? I don't. I know if I'm calling up the nose doctor, I don't want Sharon, you know. <laughs> I want the main want the guy. Nose doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get it. Mm-hmm. I think I said doctor just now. <laughs> <laughs> That's also how I get you. Well, we've got a doctor and a doctor. <laughs> Which one would I'm, you like? No, they set you up with the doctor. <laughs> and you have to advocate for yourself to get the doctor. <laughs> Mark was busy. So busy. Mm-hmm. Like impossibly busy. Yeah. The people of Merrillville really needed him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because get a load of this. So, you know, people would come to the clinic and for their first appointment, more than 90% of them ended up needing sinus surgery. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. The need yeah. in this area. It's the air quality, I heard. Sure. Yeah. Everyone needed sinus surgery. Yeah. Mark saw more than 100 patients a day. You're fucking kidding. What? Does that seem like a lot? Um, it's way too many. Like, I don't even understand how that's physically possible mm-hmm. unless he's spending one minute in each of their rooms. Uh, he was spending about three. Okay. And sometimes people would ask him questions and he just wouldn't respond. Yeah, I bet. That's the only way you could see that many people. Uh, he did about 100 to about 150 surgeries a month. Again, 
did he really or these like fudged numbers? Because like, honestly, I think he could convince that many people that they needed surgeries, even if it was unnecessarily, like if Mm -hmm. he's scamming them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But can he physically do that many surgeries or is he billing surgeries that never took place? Hmm. I would like to answer your question by telling you about like real cute video that Michelle shot. You know, they okay. do little home movies. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I think you'll find this, like, hilarious. And oh, cute. will I? I, okay. I know I did. Mm-hmm. He told her to get a shot of his hands, and he showed her his hands, and he goes, ask me how much my hands are worth. Okay. And she's like... <laughs> You already love it. I don't. And she's like, how much are your hands worth? And then he goes, $1 billion in a Dr. Uh-huh. Evil impression, which was super timely. Yes. Um, and his delivery was great. Uh-huh. Okay, so great. I think I think his hands were worth it, baby. Okay. Performing all those surgeries. Yeah. And I can't be more clear than that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you might think that he wasn't accepting new patients. Mm -hmm. He was actually accepting like 120 new patients a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the meantime, Michelle was working on her Ph.D. at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. She was also mourning the death of her father. She was, you know, in this kind of weird point, she was very in love with Mark. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously telling you some really bad stuff, but obviously there was great stuff going on. I mean, you got a yacht. Yeah. How mad can you be? You had a five-story townhouse with an elevator. I don't know how nice the fifth story is because I never did get there, but. (laughs) But, you know, Michelle had a lot on her mind. Yeah. And one day during one of their many vacations to Italy, Mark and Michelle were out at dinner, and he confided in her that he was unhappy. And she asked him why. And he said that, oh, gosh, she just wasn't enthusiastic enough when she gave him blowjobs. Are you serious? Oh, I'm very serious. Fuck this guy. Oh, oh there's more. There's uh-uh. more. Had she gained some weight, too? Well, we'll get to that in a okay. second. I don't know how you're sniffing that out already. <laughs> um... But let's stick with the lack of enthusiasm, lack of enthusiasm on blow for blowjobs. How, how do we make that more insulting? I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> he, uh, he drops this bombshell at dinner, of course. Why mm-hmm. not do this in a public place, yeah. right? And then he let her know that he had taken the liberty of purchasing her a DVD full of blowjob advice. You fuck right off. Yeah. Michelle could not believe that. She just got up and left. Yes. Good. Not to go watch the DVD. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Michelle said their relationship was never bad, but it was strained. Yeah. She really loved Mark, and he definitely gave her all the material goods a person could want, and she respected what he did for a living. But as time passed, she came to suspect that He didn't really want to be married to an independent woman. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (sighs) What? Oh, my gosh. Okay. What's up, Brandy? You look troubled. I hate all of this (laughs) so much. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out that Michelle was a little too free-thinking for Mark. Mm, Yes. Yeah, she was earning a doctorate in psychology, but she didn't have her own checkbook. 
Mark handled all the bills. He gave her a weekly allowance, and it was $1,000 in cash that he left on the kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. She got the feeling that he just wanted her to really just focus on her appearance. That's what mattered. Okay. You know, wear revealing clothing, have her nails done, have her hair done. And I can't stress this enough, never get fat. Yeah. Never. (laughs) Never. Ever. Nope. Mark felt very strongly that women, all women, should be thin. He often yelled at the nurses in his clinic about their weight, which sounds so fun. Yeah. In fact, he had a fun theory about women and weight. He Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Oh, boy. Can't wait to hear it. Oh, you're going to love it. A woman's engagement ring should be in inverse proportion to the size of her ass. Mm. Big ring, Mm. little ass. Yeah, I I put that together. (laughs) Teeny, tiny little ring. Yeah, it's not looking good for me. (laughs) Really? You'd get a sliver yeah. of, a, get a, a ring. A, micro, a microscopic ring. Meanwhile, cannot I... be seen by the naked eye. <laughs> I love reading an older story like this where, like, now butt fashions have changed. Yes, butt fashions have changed. I think he'd have to revise his yeah. theory here. Yeah, I think he would. But, you know, I, yeah. I'm i sure he'd be open to that. It seems like you were about to tell us the size of your what your ring would be by this I rule. think, I mean, as we know, <laughs> I've got a real flat spread mm-hmm. in the back. You'd get a big old ring. I would. You would. And I'd shove it in your face. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I have one, too. I'd be like, then why can't Look I see it? Look under my microscope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think I need to tell you that Michelle had a huge ring. Yeah. But then Michelle and Mark found themselves focusing on something arguably more important than the size of a woman's ass. Michelle was pregnant. Oh. Mark was super supportive. He did that cute thing soon-to-be dads do where they don't show up to any of the ultrasounds. (laughs) I 100 percent knew that you were going to say he did all those cute things and then you were going to list off not cute things that he did because there's not a chance that this guy was super supportive no i guarantee it was like oh god you're gonna get fat now Mm. Mm. what is it about him is it because he was upset about how her father's cancer diagnosis affected him (laughs) yeah he's Starting to seem like kind of a bad dude. Oh, starting to. <laughs> I'm getting that vibe. It was so sweet. He liked to complain about having to be present for medical appointments that had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. But Michelle did insist that Mark at least come to the appointment where they find out the baby's sex. You know, because she's a bitch. She demanded <laughs> it. <laughs> and at that appointment, they got horrible news. Michelle had had a miscarriage. Oh. Yeah, she yeah, was really absolutely devastated. And this is one of those weird moments you look back on later. But she remembers sobbing hysterically mm-hmm. over the news of this miscarriage. And Mark just didn't seem to care. Yeah. He did cry a little, but she had this weird feeling that he was forcing himself to cry. Mm-hmm. 
later when she had the DNC procedure, I believe this was a separate follow-up appointment, Mm -hmm. Mark showed up so late that he missed the entire thing. Great. Great, yeah. Super supportive She she didn't need any support through that. Totally Mm -hmm. fine moment. But, hey, in fairness to Mark, he had a lot on his mind. People were being really mean to him. Former patients were coming forward saying ridiculous things like, Oh, I think you gave me unnecessary sinus surgery. And, gee, I actually feel worse now that I had this unnecessary sinus surgery. Oh, shit. In a few cases, they said, Hey, why did you ignore my super obvious medical problem and give me sinus surgery instead? Wow. Yeah. They were all full of shit, obviously. No. Obviously, they were full of shit. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping, Brandy. <laughs> the truth, according to Mark, mm-hmm. was that, okay, other ENTs yeah. were jealous of him because mm. he had this booming practice, and they didn't. Yeah. No one else had those nose bookends. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, conspiring to take him down. Sorry for being so good at my job. Okay. Except, was Mark good at his job? Phyllis Barnes didn't think so. She was a social worker, and she was very, very sick. She'd been coughing for months and sometimes even coughed up blood. She had trouble swallowing. She had trouble breathing. So she went to her doctor, and the doctor was like, eh, maybe you have asthma, maybe you have allergies. But that wasn't it. You know, she kept getting worse. And finally, one of her coworkers was like, hey, you should go see the nose doctor. Maybe you have some kind of sinus issue. Mm-hmm. So Phyllis went to Mark, and what do you know? She did have sinus problems. Turns out she was just, like, filled to the brim with excess polyps. Mm-hmm. So Mark got her. I think s- any polyp is probably excess. Oh well, excuse me. <laughs> just, I don't think you want any polyps. You want a little polyp. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in moderation, <laughs> I say. So Mark got her scheduled for surgery the following month, and he removed those polyps. And he said, "You know what? All of these are excess. Okay, okay so I'm taking all, <laughs> all of them." them. And after the surgery, Phyllis expected to feel better. But she didn't. Mm -hmm. She felt worse. So she went back to Mark. She said, I'm still having trouble breathing. And he, you know, was kind of annoyed, frankly. Uh, He told her to relax. Okay. And, um, you know, just take some time. The surgery just needs some time to work. You know? Okay. Kind of got to grow on you. So she tried to relax as much as a person can when they're barely breathing and losing weight because it's painful to swallow. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. She felt awful. So she went back to Mark. She said, something's really wrong. I think maybe I have pneumonia. And he said, well, you know, I don't treat pneumonia. So you're going to have to go to the ER for that. Oh, my gosh. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Finally, in December of 2001, just 18 days after she'd last seen Mark Weinberger, she went to a different ENT surgeon. Mm -hmm. And this guy, in like no time at all, 
just from hearing her breathe, Mm -hmm. said, whoa, you don't have sinus problems. You have throat cancer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was obvious. You could see the tumor. She had enlarged lymph nodes in her neck. She had two hard lumps in her neck. It was kind of unbelievable that Mark Weinberger, this big-time ENT, hadn't seen what was right in front of his face. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of the way the Vanity Fair article put it. Mm-hmm. The show went into more detail. And, you know, because I guess I was envisioning, you know, this last time Phyllis goes to the doctor, she's like going on her own. Yeah. Um. From my understanding, that's not actually what happened. So she was the sole caregiver to her 16-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And her 16-year-old daughter came home one day, and her mom could not breathe. Oh barely gosh. breathing. It sounded horribly traumatic for this girl because she yeah. said, I could see the fear on my mom's face. Yeah. So they call an ambulance. Like it, That's the situation where the throat cancer was caught. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. All this man had to do was examine her throat. Which is weird that he didn't because he's an ear, nose, and what, doctor? Women's ass doctor. <laughs> and that's just when you judge asses and award diamonds <laughs> oh, okay. based on their size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so when Phyllis came in for her first visit with him, he hadn't bothered to examine her throat. He ordered a CAT scan of her sinuses, and he performed that surgery and sent her on her way. Because that's what he did for everybody. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So in October of 2002, she sued him. In a filing, her lawyer wrote, With such obvious abnormality, Dr. Weinberger would almost certainly have had to intentionally ignore this situation in order to have missed it as badly as he did. Yeah. This is cold-blooded. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not going to I'm not going to look at that. Her teenage daughter can find her and handle that. Yeah, my th- my suspicion is that it's possible that he even noted those abnormalities because if he's a doctor, mm-hmm. how could he not have? Yeah. But that doesn't benefit him. He's talking about long-term care. Absolutely. Stuff that he doesn't do. He doesn't do chemo in there and all of that. He could mm-hmm. do her her tumor <laughs> removal surgery or whatever, possibly. He's not going to make money no, off of exactly. what's wrong with her. So yeah. he's going to make money off of something else. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. And I think... The fact that he is so intelligent mm-hmm. and the fact that he was, I mean, that's the thing. He was a good doctor. He knew shit. Yeah. And that makes it worse. Yeah, it does. Because it's not just like, oh, I'm bad at my job. It's, nope. no, I, I see you. Yeah. I see that this is a painful, horrible way to go, especially if it's caught late. Yeah. And I'm going to give you sinus surgery. Mm-hmm. A medical review panel found that Mark had been negligent when he treated Phyllis. Yeah. In a video deposition from 2003, Phyllis spoke as best she could. She didn't have, um, do you call it a voice box? Stoma. Stoma? Oh, is that what you're talking about? Where they remove it and they have to talk through the Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's called a stoma. Wow. I believe. What if I just made that up? 
sounded good. Yeah. You said it so quickly. How could you be wrong? It just popped out. Like, this is why you're great at trivia. Let's see if that's what it's called. A stoma itself is any opening in the body. So it's the same uh, whenever somebody has a colostomy bag, that's also called a stoma. But yeah, that is what it's. Yeah, I'm going to call my vagina a stoma. Okay. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, well, what? All right. <laughs> well, you're the stoma expert. You tell me. Am no, I wrong? I'm not. All right. I'm not a stoma expert oh. by any means. Okay. No. What a letdown. I think that a stoma is specifically an opening that has been added, maybe, but I'm not. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Uh-uh. What? A mouth, a nose, and anus are natural stomata. Oh. So, all right. You can call your vagina a stoma from now on, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Phyllis is speaking, you know, mm-hmm through the stoma thing. Mm -hmm. So she gave a video deposition and in that she talked about her concerns for her life. And she said, you know, I'm my daughter's only surviving parent. I just want to make sure that she goes to school. I want to be able to live and see those things happen. Yeah. But she died on September 16th, 2004. Wow. She didn't get to see her daughter go to college. And in the meantime... Unfortunately, Mark stepped... What's wrong? Nothing. Okay. For real? No, it's just September 13th, so it's very close to the anniversary of that. I like when dates align. Uh-huh. I wasn't going to say it because you were going to judge me. I'm judging you making, all the time, I regardless. I know you are. <laughs> you can't cheat your way out of this game, friend. Anyway, in the meantime, unfortunately, Mark kept on working. Great. You ready for another terrible story? Yeah, I guess. This guy named William Boyer came into the clinic, and he had bad allergies. And Mark ran some scans and showed William a disgusting image on the computer, just gross as it could be. Mm-hmm. And polyps that were filled with pus, and they were bloody. And Mark was like, ew. I'm sorry. No, they were both like, ew. Yeah, Mark was like, look how disgusting yes. you are. And then, what's the patient's name? William. William goes was like, Bill, ew. Mm-hmm. He goes by what? Bill. Okay. As well. What? What? I you thought th- you said Billiam. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Billiam is great. <laughs> little party, little business. Yeah. Kind of a reverse mullet in yeah. a name. Love it. Billiam. Billiam. Anyway, Billiam, you know, is told, here's your disgusting yeah. sinus cavity. Yeah. You need surgery. And, of course, he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. He's horrified. Do it up. Yeah. But turns out that maybe that picture wasn't from Billiam's sinus cavity. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah imagine that. He just, yeah. like, has, like, a stock image of Probably. the worst sinuses ever. And... Hopefully it doesn't say Getty images. Right. <laughs> He was kind of lured, not kind of, he was lured into surgery under false pretenses. And before he went in for surgery, he had to get an EKG. And the EKG showed that he had an irregular heartbeat. So, you know, maybe not the best candidate for surgery. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it wouldn't be safe. Yeah, maybe. Especially if it's not medically necessary. Right. Well, don't worry. Mark was not worried about that. I'm worried about it. You know what he did? He just took that printout from the EKG and where it said abnormal, he just crossed it out and wrote normal on it and then signed his name by it. And bing, bang, boom, now we're good. 
Are we? No, that's fucking nuts. Yes. What a piece of shit. Holy shit. William survived the surgery, but he still had sinus problems. And so he's like, well, that's weird because I thought I got this all taken care of. Yeah. So he went to another doctor and yada, yada, yada. He never had polyps in the first place. So he sued. Yeah. Arguing that the surgery had been unnecessary and that it may have actually made his condition worse. Yeah. More on that later. By the way, in a fun moment at that trial, an ear, nose and throat surgeon who ironically was testifying on behalf of Mark Weinberger said that he was the worst doctor he'd seen in more than 30 years in the medical field. Oh, interesting. That's the guy who's on your side. Yeah, isn't that neat? (laughs) This was just the tip of the lawsuit iceberg, as we say on this podcast Mm -hmm. so often. Yeah. There are a lot of awful stories about what Mark did to his patients. And in my opinion, there's one more that really stands out. Okay, tell us about it. It's what he did to an eight-year-old girl. This woman named Valerie Thomas took her eight-year-old daughter to Mark because the little girl was having some kind of medical issue. Mm -hmm. You know, not sure, but something was clearly off. And, of course, surprise, surprise, Mark's like, oh, you need sinus surgery. Yeah, shocking. Uh Uh-huh. So he performed unnecessary sinus surgery. On an eight-year-old? On a child. And in the process, completely missed the fact that the little girl had a tumor on her pituitary gland. So she recovers from sinus surgery, but the tumor continued to grow, and it was painful, and it got so big that it pressed on her optic nerve, and she started to go blind. Oh, my gosh. Luckily, she was able to get good medical care eventually, I guess, and the tumor ended up not being cancerous. But according to Valerie, because of the scar tissue from that unnecessary sinus surgery, it was impossible for the new doctors to completely remove her daughter's tumor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's so fucked up. Yes. Because you you trust a doctor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So word was getting out that Mark was mistreating his patients. Law firms put ads in local newspapers asking people who had sinus surgery in the last two years to come speak with them because they might have had unnecessary sinus surgery. Mm-hmm. So the civil lawsuits were kind of piling up and there were more to come. And that's because people were totally uncool about the unnecessary surgery. People are so uptight these days. Yeah, They were real dicks when they found out that he wasn't even performing surgery in the most effective modern way. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so get this. At the time, surgeons who were performing sinus surgery would just enlarge the sinus openings. That's the way it was done. But Mark did things a little differently. He chose to drill literal holes in the back of the sinuses. That's a super outdated method and pretty ineffective because when you drill holes in the back of the sinuses, the mucus drains further back. And more often than not, you end up with more. uh, Are you okay? I said mucus and you're dying. I'm not even concerned about you saying mucus. Like the holes, drilling the holes in the back of the sinuses. Yeah. Yeah, and it just drains the yeah. back, and you end up with, in a lot of cases, more chronic yeah. sinus conditions. And that especially sucks for the people who didn't even have anything going on to begin with. Absolutely. Holy shit. 
One thing I couldn't find, and I'm still curious about this, is why do it that way? Because that's how he knew to do, how to do it, probably. So I am guessing okay. that the reason he did this was obviously to make money, but it was also because like this was a surgery he had down so yeah. pat that he could whip in there, barely pay attention, get it done, You're get right. him out. You're right. Yeah. Ugh. I guess the good news for our buddy Mark is that these cases are kind of hard to prove. This is what I hate about mm-hmm. cases like this. It's difficult to say that someone's medical issues were definitely made worse by something yeah. you did. Yep. But there's strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, Mark would be sued for malpractice 350 times. Wow. By the summer of 2004, Mark was getting really nervous. Yeah. This was right after Phyllis died. A lawyer who represented a ton of Mark's former patients requested more medical records. So clearly a storm was a brewing. Yeah. And Mark didn't handle it well. He started walking around the office not fully dressed. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? What does that I would mean? love to not know. Not fully dressed. Surely that just means um, maybe no sport coat. Or lab coat. Yeah. We're going to choose to believe that. What I'm kind of picturing. I mean, if he had no pants on, that's what you lead with, right? He walked yeah. around pantsless. Maybe he walked around without shoes on. But no, I think you'd yeah. say that too. Yeah. Maybe he was, oh, maybe he was like, okay, this is this is what I'm going to choose to believe. Okay. I, I can tell you right now I'm with you on this. Okay. So Didn't have the button up. He's button. wearing the button ups and then he's leaving them undone, yeah. untucked, just yeah. kind of. Flapping Got his undershirt just showing. Mm-hmm. Probably his nipples are visible. Inappropriate, I say. Mm-hmm. Cover those fuckers up. Yeah. Boxes started arriving in the office. What kind of boxes? Um, You know, boxes that contain, like, totally normal stuff. Like what? You know, like a portable shower kit. What? How many do you have? He got three. I, I don't even know what that is. I, I think I have zero. Mm, you're not prepared, I'll tell you that. <laughs> a five-language translator. Thermal underwear. Is this guy getting ready to go on the run? What? What? Is that what this is? Who? Not Mark. He had all kinds of survival gear. He's preparing for a life on the lamb? Like 40 boxes worth of survival gear. All sent to his office. You know. Like we all do. Just in case. And then... In September of 2004, Mark and Michelle took off for Greece. It was a trip they'd been planning for a while. It was Michelle's 30th birthday trip, and they were going to do it up big. They go to Mykonos? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you would recommend, too? I've never been, but I'd love to go. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for what it's worth, Michelle knew about some of Mark's legal troubles, but she just believed that, you know, people were being overly litigious you know this is just a thing people do when you're successful blah 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 okay she also believed that they were going to have a great time in greece so they flew out to greece they got on their yacht and that night they were in bed on the yacht and mark said to her kind of like he was realizing it for the first time you really do love me don't you and she said (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. of course I love you. And she's like, just get some sleep. You've obviously been stressed. What a weird thing to say. Yeah. 
Super weird. Yeah. And then he said, you're going to have such a huge surprise for your birthday. It's something that celebrities have. You'll remember it for the rest of your life. And on that note, I think we should go to an ad. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> what is it? Doodaloo. Oh. And now we're back from the Sorry, ad. Sorry, doodaloo too. I was Do- a premature doodalooing. Mm, gosh. Mm-hmm. Amateur. Really? Yeah. We got to work on your doodles. <laughs> okay. So we're back. Okay, uh, your birthday present is going to be amazing. A birthday surprise birthday. Oh, yeah, it's something okay, celebrity has. Yeah, Boy, are you have. lucky. Uh, uh, it's a boob job. I think he already got her a oh, boob okay. job. All right. It's a... Uh, I feel like there's a hard limit on how many boob probably. jobs you it can probably get. Is. I don't know what he got her. Okay, why don't you tell us? Okay, so the next morning, September 21st, 2004, Michelle woke up at about 6 a.m. and Mark wasn't in bed. She figured he'd gone on a run. I mean, that wouldn't have been unusual. But still, something felt off. She felt yeah. weirdly panicked. She looked all over Mykonos for him, mm-hmm. just as Brandy predicted. <laughs> but she couldn't find him. So she went to the captain of their yacht, and she asked him if he knew where Mark was. And the captain said something about Mark flying to Paris to get her some diamonds. How romantic. Well, why'd you go without me? It's to get your birthday diamonds, you know. Does David take you out to buy your birthday diamonds? No. No, but... All right. You wait in the fifth story of your townhome. Why? Well... What? What? What questions do you have? I just feel like this is poor planning on his part. He's gone now buying Mm -hmm. diamonds. She's Mm -hmm. awake, wondering where her husband is. Is this her actual birthday? No, I don't think it was technically, but I believe it was the birthday celebration. Celebration day. All right. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Okay. The captain said something like, oh, you know, he'll be back soon, Mm. you know, before sundown. He doesn't come back, does he? No, sure doesn't. Yeah, because he's on the lam now. With his portable showers his portable showers and his survivor. In tow. (laughs) I didn't even, I didn't even... Pick up that you said in towel. I thought you said and towel. Well, he does need a towel. That's true. You could drip dry, but I prefer not to. Me as well. (laughs) Mostly because I need to immediately cover up. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) I have a two towel situation. A two towel situation? Yeah, one on the body, one on the hair. Oh, okay, okay. I I thought you were doing some weird thing where it's like over the shoulder number, you (laughs) know, around the waist, like the whole thing. No. Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah, I got to put my mermaid hair somewhere. All right. Everyone, she's so proud of her hair. I am. (laughs) I'm in my mermaid era. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It'd be a shame if something happens to it. Don't say that. (laughs) What could happen? I don't know. All right. I'm about to be by a campfire this weekend. You planning on dipping your head into the campfire? No. All right. With an ember. Where to, oh. Wouldn't you just feel fucking terrible if I come back from my camping weekend mm-hmm. with no hair or like just half my hair singed off? I mean, I don't think I would feel as bad as you would. Honestly, <laughs> no, 100% honestly you wouldn't. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, thank God you're OK. And you'd be like, I'm not. I'm okay. not OK. Half my hair is singed off. <laughs> 
I can totally see you not being thrilled with being alive, not being thrilled with being able to tell the tale. You know, the headline is, Uh I lost half my hair. Yeah. My mermaid era is over. Yeah. We got to suck this back out of the universe. Get- I'm excited for your Kate Gosselin era. You stop it. I've already had a Kate Gosselin era, uh, unfortunately. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't we all have... What? You want to you talk about it? No, it was a really bad haircut. Tell me about it. I mean, it was straight up the Kate Gosselin haircut. Did you ask like, for it or did it happen to oh, you? Oh, no. I Well... Was it thrust upon you? Kind of, but I a- did ask for it. I went through another unfortunate. <laughs> I've gone through some unfortunate hair phases. Well, haven't we all? As as a hairstylist, tends yeah, yeah, to yeah. Do. Yes. So I went through a very unfortunate phase where I was like bleach blonde, mm. very very blonde. Okay. And then my hair got over processed, and so it was breaking off. So oh. then to. To get my to hair back that. healthy, I chopped it off into the Kate Goslin and colored it dark so that it could just, like, live for a while. You have really scrubbed those photos off the internet, haven't you? I mean, I bet I think there's one as – hold on. Let's see. I bet I've got a former profile picture yeah. that uh, has, has this horrible <clears> – <throat> hair experience do I not there's no way oh yeah we're getting there we're getting there hold on hold on oh (gasps) what have I deleted it I bet you have knowing you are you kidding me wow there shall be no memory of this Mm -hmm. you said clearly yeah wow it's okay we all went through it all right. I did my pixie cut because I thought I would look like Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Turns out I looked like me with a pixie cut. That is that is devastating. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have predicted yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. So as you predicted, uh, Mark didn't come back. Yeah. Finally, after he'd been gone for like twelve hours, Michelle sat the captain down and was like, "Okay, you have to tell me more. Where yeah. is Mark? Because she was really worried. Of course about she him. was. And the guy said. He's gone. He's never coming back. And Michelle was just floored. Yeah. So she's like, okay, that's unacceptable. You have to tell me more. And he finally admitted that, okay, he knew Mark had a Greek cell phone. Mm -hmm. So he gave her the number and Michelle called it and Mark answered, all chipper. Yeah. Hello. And she goes, Mark? It's Michelle. And he hung up. (gasps) And he never answered another one of her calls. Holy shit. Can you believe this? No. It is unreal to hear her talking about this. That would be nuts. Yeah. That would be nuts. Yes. She didn't have a fucking clue this was going to happen. And it's so cold. Yeah. He really did abandon her. He left her with her passport and a thousand euros. Oh, my gosh. By that point, they owed dockage fees for the yacht. But Michelle had no money. Yeah. So she couldn't pay the fees. So, you know, you don't get to keep your yacht after that. 
The right. Greek officials, they seized that they shit impound, in the parking they lot. <laughs> she had to borrow money from her aunt to buy a ticket back to America. So she flew home, still not understanding what the fuck was going on. And when she got home, she found an envelope from Mark. Okay, so natural assumption. All right, so there's some explanation Explanation in here. here, yes. She opens it. No. Divorce papers. Nope. He'd left her the certification for her engagement ring. That's weird. Yeah, why do you think he did that? Uh, so she could sell it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she needed to Need sell the a, ring. Yeah. She needed money now. Yeah. With Mark gone, Michelle was left with the reality of their financial situation. There's just a ton of debt. Yeah. She was livid. And she became obsessed with figuring out where he had gone and what exactly he'd been up to this whole time. Yeah, say less. That would be so me. Oh. I uh, mean, this is pre, like, I mean, this is pre-internet stalking capabilities, kind of, but I'd be. You would have cut your teeth on this case absolutely. Fine. Yeah. So one of the first things she did was get his cell phone records. There were a ton of calls to New York. So she's like, okay, he's got a girlfriend in New York. Yeah. No. She called those numbers and she discovered that he'd been talking to diamond brokers. He'd been flying to New York on his jet on his lunch break and flying those dudes out to Indiana so that he could convert cash to diamonds. What the fuck? Mm hmm. Yeah. She found a bunch of documents that he'd shredded, so she started piecing them together. She described this as just, like, days where she didn't sleep. She just sat and pieced together these documents. And on one piece of paper, she found the name and address of a hotel in Paris. It was in his handwriting. Mm -hmm. And so she just took off to Paris. Yeah. With just the clothes on her back that she'd been wearing for, you know, however many days. She went right to that hotel, talked to the receptionist, and discovered that she'd missed him by one day. (gasps) The receptionist said that he'd checked in by himself. He'd had a drink at the bar every night. He'd had dinner every night. He seemed fine. Oh, my gosh. And that's when Michelle realized, okay, he wasn't abducted. He wasn't the victim of anything because, you know, she'd been yeah, scared for him. That something had happened to him. Yes. She said, he just threw me away like a piece of trash. Yep. He really just left. Yep. She stayed up all night crying. Couldn't believe this was happening. Neither could the people at Mark's clinic. So, you know, these are all local people. Yeah. They live in Merrillville, if you can imagine. Yeah. And so... Everybody's got appointments, everybody's got stuff, but the one doctor isn't in and they're having to be like, yes, well, he's not here right now. Uh, We're sure he'll be here someday. About two weeks after he disappeared, some dudes showed up at the clinic. They were from the bank and they basically said to the 40 employees who worked there, Uh, Hey, uh, you got till noon to get all your stuff and get out. We're shutting this down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so Mark had taken over all the bookkeeping. And uh, 
I know this will shock you, but he was siphoning money. Yeah. Yeah. So the bank yeah. was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop mm-hmm. this. But where the hell was he? Yeah. Where the fuck is he? So Michelle's still just obsessive about like, the, this cannot stand. Yes! This woman loves justice. She's like, this, we need answers. Yeah. And she was stunned to discover that, you know, just a couple months after disappearing, he started using his credit cards again. She's like, the fucking gall. Yeah. He was going to stores and casinos in the French Riviera, living it up. Fuck off, Mark. So Michelle flew back to France, and this time she brought handcuffs. Is she going to handcuff him to her? No. I Well, I, no, I don't one think so. One cuff for her, one cuff for him so no. he couldn't get away? No. The plan was she was going to handcuff him and call the FBI, and they were going to come, come arrest get him. him. Okay. And she told her mom this plan, and her mom was like, are you nuts? Yeah. Do not do this. You don't know this man. You thought you, you knew thought him. You thought you did, don't. but clearly you do not. Mm-hmm. But Michelle was like, sorry, Mom. I'm I am doing it. doing it. So... She flew out to France, walked all over the place with this picture of Mark, trying to talk to people. She came back empty-handed. She couldn't find him. She couldn't him. find him. And when she got back home, she discovered that he'd completely drained all of their bank accounts. Oh, my gosh. So in 2005, she filed for bankruptcy. He's still nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. After two years of being on the run, Mark had his medical license revoked. Not yeah, a moment too soon. I agree. Okay. Um, <laughs> a federal grand jury indicted him in absentia for yeah. 22 counts of health care fraud. Yeah. Good job, Brandy. They said he had overbilled insurance companies for surgeries that were either totally unnecessary or just not performed at all. Oh, everyone, Brandy feels like a genius. <laughs> I She's do feel smiling like a genius. so big. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy your life now, Brandy, because you're about to lose half your hair. You stop it! (laughs) (laughs) The following year, a court granted Michelle a divorce from Mark, even though, you know, he's still nowhere to be found. Uh She was still pissed, and she was outraged to find out what he had done to his patients. She went on all the talk shows. Which ones? Oprah... And I can't remember some of the others. Sally Jesse, no, Sally no, Jesse's not she around wishes, anymore. No, she wishes. No, Ricky Lake was Ricky no, Lake no. What, what, what year is it? What time period are you in? Doctor Phil, does she go on Doctor Phil? Probably Doctor Phil. I remember <laughs> Oprah for sure. Um, I feel like there was one more. I can't remember. But then she went on the most important show of all: America's Most Wanted. Damn right. Oh yay! <laughs> the episode aired. At this point, this fucker had been on the run for years. He'd spent some time in France, but for the most part, turns out he'd been in the Italian Alps. What? What? All right. You're just living it up, skiing? Yeah, pretty much. He had a new girlfriend, a woman named Monica, who owned a little grocery store. How does she know? What? How do they know this? What do you mean, how do they know this? I'm jumping around. I'm letting you know okay. what where he oh, is. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, All right. Sorry, I didn't realize sorry. I was going to be so confusing. <laughs> I thought you were the genius who predicted the health care fraud. I am. I am one in the same. <laughs> <laughs> so this new girlfriend was really into him. 
He seemed like such a wonderful, sincere person. Yeah, I bet. He told her he was divorced, which was very true. Mm-hmm. Super true now. Yeah. By the way, Michelle didn't even know about the second marriage that he'd had. She found out on a talk show. Oh, no. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so he told Monica that he'd been a stockbroker and that he'd earned so much money that now he didn't have to work. He could just enjoy what nature had to offer. Mm-hmm. After they'd been dating a while, he told Monica that he had a dream of living high up in the mountains and writing a book about the experience. Okay. Mm. Love it. No. So that's what he did. He went and lived up in the mountains, and he oopsies, whoops, didn't pay rent on the apartment that he had uh, because the rules don't apply to him. Right. So don't get mad. Yeah. And that turned out to be a real bad move. That was the thing that's going to get him? Yeah, because for some reason, he gave his landlord his real identity. And so when he stopped paying rent, the landlord went to the local police and the local police beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop in their system. And shabam, up pops Mark Weinberger, international douchebag slash fugitive. Yeah. That's how he popped up. Yeah. Douchebag first, fugitive second. Sure. Yeah. Somehow, word about Mark's true identity got to one of Monica's friends, and the friend told Monica, and Monica was like, no way, he's a great guy. Not my Marky. That's what she said. But then, you know what she did? Mm. She Googled it. I think she had to go to an internet cafe, because this was, you know, kind of cutesy, old-timey times. And she went on America's Most Wanted website, rest in peace, and she discovered the truth. She was devastated. But much like Michelle, Monica loves justice. Ooh! I think it's kind of funny that he gravitates toward these yeah. women who are, you know, not going to play him, his game. Yeah, get away with this. So she printed that page right off the old timey internet and took that to the police. And she was like, I know where this guy is. But it is kind of hard to track someone down in the Italian Alps. Well, I thought she knew where he was. Well, she knows the basic place. He had a couple different campsites. She'd bring he's him granola. In, he's camping in the Alps? Yeah, that's what you write about in your experience. He's he was like in a it. cabin. Well, he had an apartment, but then he right. had so the Right, so then dream. I thought he was going up to the mountains to be in like a little mountain shack, a chalet, if you will. I didn't think he was in a tent on no, the mountain. he's in a tent eating the granola that Monica brings to him. She brings him granola? Yeah, she owns a grocery store. What? I can't tell if you're fucking with me. I'm right not fucking now. with you. I'm not fucking with you. I'm sure she brought other things as well. What? Is you that drink almost empty. <laughs> it is almost the empty. The way you're drinking. <laughs> you're afraid to slurp it. I was afraid to slurp it because I thought you were going to say more things to me about the granola. No, this is nuts. I thought he was in a chalet. I thought he was living. I thought he had a big bulky sweater on. I'm he was sure drinking he did. No, he a was... steamy cup of tea. Mm. But no, he's a mountain man surviving off the land. Yeah, and, I mean, no, and you're not real. Monica's granola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not. Tr- I mean, he's definitely roughing it. It sounds terrible. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, but he's not truly living off the land because his girlfriend has a grocery store and she brings him stuff. Yeah. But he did get pretty hungry out there. So uh, so hungry that he could eat a bear? 
<laughs> Ma'am. Everyone, Brandy has dropped her head. She's Why did I so ask hard. That? I don't know. I don't know, but we shan't cut it. Because it was a gem. Weird fucking thing to ask. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just looked at you. I just let you, you think about You had no you words to say No, back. no. You just Some, let me sit here and think about what I said. Yeah, sometimes you just need to reflect. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And think, gosh, maybe after this, I do owe her a trip to Target. <laughs> I'm buying you no toys, Kristen. Mm. <laughs> what if it's? What if I don't consider it a toy? What if I consider it medically necessary? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're suffering from suffering from hysteria. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of people would say I'm pretty hysterical. <laughs> So, you know, they had to get on their snowmobiles to find this guy, which is like the second case I've done yes. in a matter of weeks where someone has to get on a snowmobile, snowmobile to find yeah. the bad guy. Okay. Think on that for a while. I will. That was a bonus episode. So if you'd like to hear more what about snowmobiles, yeah. you got to sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. Business cat. Boom. That's right. Did it. Mm. <laughs> it's at this point that I would like to thrill you with Mark's alias. Okay, I want you to remember his real name (laughs) is Mark Weinberger. (laughs) Is his alias Wark Weinberger? (laughs) (laughs) He had a ski pass issued to Mark Weinberg. (laughs) (laughs) He barely changed it. (laughs) That looked just like a typo. I loved it. (laughs) They'll never find me. (laughs) Christy Caruso. (laughs) Oh, they searched his campsite and found a bunch of shit. I didn't find much of it interesting. Here's the one thing I was interested in. He had Viagra out there. So he wasn't hungry enough to shoot a bear, but... <laughs> what are finish that thought, please? But he was horny enough to fuck one. What are you that's, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Can you imagine? You don't have a toilet to flush, but you have Viagra. But you have your boner pills. You never know when you might. I think you do know though, because <laughs> you're not around anybody. Monica's bringing him granola on the regular. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess that, that yeah. is true. Yeah. And, and also, that granola ain't free. Real cute bear wanders into his campsite. You better hope the mama bear's not around because I feel like that would go. What if it is the mama bear? No, I'm okay. <laughs> you know what? You dragged me into this. I'm going to finish this and you're going to regret it. When you say cute bear to me, that means like baby bear. <laughs> And mama bears are famously protective they of their are. cubs. They are. And so in my situation. I'm not talking about bear pedophilia, Kristen. Oh, don't act <laughs> like you're better than me. You brought this whole thing up. <laughs> and I got to say, this this man, he's just a normal human man. If he's going to fuck a bear, it's going to probably have to be a cub. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
He likes real skinny things. I don't know if I established that. Okay. Hey, you. <laughs> Bear fucker. <laughs> you know, what we always say on this podcast is as long as the bear is of age and consenting, consenting. we're not going to judge That's you. Right. Take your Viagra out to the Italian Alps, <laughs> eat your granola, and find a bear to love. Or don't love. You don't have to love. You know? <laughs> you want to go through a whole phase with a bear? Okay. Be our guest. This has gone too far. <laughs> Again, Brandy, um, <laughs> you did bring it up. I did. And I say hilarious and unpredictable things. <laughs> so, in a way, this is very much on you. So, they took Mock Weinberg down to the station. Mm-hmm. They let him hug the bear goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wolfed down a bowl of pasta. Uh-huh. I thought it was kind of interesting in the Vanity Fair article, the the author made a point to say that, you know, they kind of all sat down for some pasta and he finished his way before anyone else. But I'm thinking, well, no shit, right? Yeah, he's hungry. He's been surviving off of Monica's granola. Right. And I'm sure it's great granola. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about the mm-hmm. granola. It's just mm-hmm. not enough. Right. Yeah. Because we know he wasn't eating bear ass because... Because it was too long ago. It was okay. kind of before that yes. really... Yeah, nobody was eating ass in 2005. <laughs> Brandy, I wish 2023, everybody's eating ass. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So he wolfed down some pasta, and then he posed for a mugshot. Snappity snap, and then... Whoop, Took out a knife and tried to die by suicide. <gasps> he was fine. Okay. Don't even worry about him. Okay. He had a belly full of pasta, yeah. little cut uh-huh. on his neck. Okay. And love for a bear in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> even though he said specifically it was going to be a hoe face. So <laughs> you tell me. And I know you could tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so on February 25th, 2010. Oh, we're in 2010. No. People were thinking about eating ass. I'll stop. I'll stop. We are done with this. Okay, so Mark was extradited to the United States. Putting yourself on an ass-eating diet, are you? Brandy. My goodness. My goodness. Mm -hmm. There you go again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always me. There you go again. (laughs) Making me talk about eating ass, and I can tell you don't know this song. I do know this song. Oh. Yeah, you got painted on jeans. Oh, well, Look you're better you. than you have a right to. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you come in here looking like that? Looking like a little bear cub. <laughs> Toting around your jar, honey. Wearing a little red shirt. <laughs> Watch come in here looking like that. Oh, man. I got to tell you, folks, we switched formats, as you probably noticed, I'm Uh, sure. And these ones where I tell the case and I can just be free as a bird to go on tangents. And, you know, Brandy eggs me on. She tells me, oh, don't say that thing. And then she brings up something hilarious, knowing that I will jump off that diving board any Mm -hmm. day. We have gotten complaints. (laughs) (laughs) About the tangents. Mm-hmm. There's been a few. 
Uh-huh. And um, I would just want to tell you that I'm working my hardest to rein Brandy in. <laughs> But she is a problem. <laughs> okay, so he's extradited to the United States. Yes. And as soon as he got into the States, the prosecution was like, lock him up without bond. And, you he's know, a flight risk. Absolutely. Yes, he's a also massive. Also a risk to bears. And just <laughs> everyone's at risk. risk. He's going to go up to anyone and be like, you need sinus surgery. <laughs> yeah. Give me my hand drill or whatever. Do you call it a hand drill? Sure. Why not? Oh, you just call That's it. That's not a foot drill. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, even Mark's own defense attorneys were like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we, we probably shouldn't get yeah! <laughs> We're not even going to fight you. No. So, you know, Mark sat in prison for a little while. <sighs> and then prosecutors came to him with a deal. Okay. No, not okay. None of this is okay. They offered him a four-year sentence. That's it? What the ever-loving... Yes, four years. Holy shit. Word got out that he was being offered such a light sentence, and the victims were outraged. Yeah! His now ex-wife, Michelle, wrote a letter to the judge asking him not to accept the plea deal. She essentially said, you know, we still don't even know the full extent of what he did to his patients. Yeah. But, you know, Mark really wanted that plea deal. Actually, his lawyers were advocating for time served. I think if you go on the run, you can fuck right off. Yes. Well, I mean, technically you did fuck right off. You did fuck right off. But you fuck right in to prison. To prison. Yeah. And don't fuck anybody. Don't enjoy it. You have to just sit there and not enjoy it. Uh-huh. Well, That's you, you my were going to say something nope. else. No, I was not. <laughs> yes, you were. I am on my best behavior. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know what you're going to say. No, you don't. I do. No, I'm not going to You don't it. know my mind. My mind is a mystery to you. <laughs> I am an enigma. Okay. You see me and you say, I must know this woman. <laughs> Brandy, what's the most mysterious thing about me? Um, Mm. Your nipple hairs. What? (laughs) I'll have you know I don't have them right now. Right now. Well, I didn't want to lie. I feel like... Freshly tweezed. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The second I see them, I tweeze them. Anyway, there's really nothing mysterious about nipple hair. Mm -hmm. It grows exactly where you think it grows. On your nipples. Yes. Well, no, around. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Oh, so there is mystery there. There is. Okay. It's not like you have one hair sprout not the middle of your nipple. That'd be terrible. That would be bizarre. (laughs) Oh, my. I'd be scared to pluck that thing. Yeah. Would your whole boob come out? Yeah. What might come out? Like, how deep does it go? All the way to the top. Oh, it's making my stomach do flippy floppies. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You think you tug on that thing, your brain comes out your boob? <laughs> Maybe. Could. <laughs> or your butthole. What if it's ta- attached to your butthole? You pull your butthole right out through your nipple. Somehow that is very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> now the brain, no. No. There's no joking about that. No. But you tug on it and a balloon knot comes out. Yeah. Well, that is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And you've got time to figure out, okay, how do I remedy this? How do I tuck this back? 
<laughs> you pull out your brain, your thinking days are over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think it is ridiculous. I think we're making excellent points. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so how did the judge respond to Michelle saying, don't take this deal. Like, this is ridiculous. The judge just ate like a bunch of pasta really fast. Okay. (laughs) Um, So in late October of that year... (laughs) Mark pled guilty to everything, uh-huh. okay? And he's supposed to get the four years, but the judge intervened. The judge was like, no. Absolutely hell not. no. Yeah. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. And the judge was like, go back and think about it some more. And then they thought about it some more, and they agreed to seven years. I know. That's I, it? No, fuck Seven off. years? It's not enough. And here, let's get more angry because, you know. He's going to serve three of that before he's out, right? He'll get a little more, but, you know, don't get excited. Don't act like a bear's coming your way. (laughs) All right. So uh, Mark stayed in prison. And in the meantime, more civil suits played out in court. Did you like that I said the gross thing and then I just, bam, moved right along? Yeah. It's being a pro. Some people didn't even catch it, I bet. No. Well, there's a lot of subtlety in this Mm -hmm. podcast. So subtle. What, What you do have to do sometimes is you listen again. You're like, oh, my gosh. I got the first layer mm-hmm. of what they were saying, mm-hmm. but now I understand. And then you're the like, I get it meaning. now. The dick is inside her. <gasps> that is so rude of you to say. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> Brandy's very rude. <laughs> One time she made a joke about dicks inside her, <laughs> and I didn't quite get it. It was a sophisticated joke. We can all agree on that. All right. So anyway, civil suits, they're playing out in court. In 2011, Phyllis Barnes' civil suit went to trial, and her estate was awarded $13 million. Wow. Approximately 300 of Mark's patients were awarded about $55 million in a medical malpractice settlement. Okay. But, you know, that money just comes from victim compensation funds, Mm -hmm. which are from the taxpayers. Yeah. So, again, I don't know if I've emphasized this, but Mark can suck it. Yeah. Yeah. And he can not yeah. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But he better do it enthusiastically. That's right. And if he doesn't, I've got a DVD. I will DVD. give him a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a nice book called How to Tickle His Pickle. What? It's a real book. <laughs> have you read this book? I have not, but I Did believe, you write the book? I believe it was sold at those like pure romance <gasps> parties. Did you ever go to a yeah, pure I'd romance? Yeah, I've, I've been to a couple of those. That's the they only. They were very popular for a while. That's the only MLM party I would ever want to be invited <laughs> exactly. to. And it's the only one I was never, never invited to. You've never to. been to a pure, you've never passed around a a uh, cock ring with your friends. Okay, actually, I don't want to do that because every time there's an MLM party, it's like family and yeah, friends. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. Mm-hmm. So you yourself have passed around a cock ring. Yeah, I think I've been to two pure romance parties. Did you make any purchases? Um. Yeah. Nothing scandalous because they were at, like... What? Well, what? 
Uh, they were like co-workers at the oh, party. Oh, God. And so, yeah. God damn. Yeah. This is why. About like shaving balm and. Woo! Yeah, like. You know what they say about old linen, brandy. Linen mist. <laughs> linen mist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One promise to dry up the wet spot. <laughs> Ew. Ew. It's a liquid that dries the wet spot. First of all, I don't buy it. It it was like a dry shampoo for your sheets, if you will. Oh, my God. (laughs) I regret asking any questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, those are the most boring things you could possibly buy in that situation. But I completely understand you're with coworkers. The Lord didn't intend us to have these um, shopping parties. Did I want... The giant fist dildo? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> I think the world does know that you had to buy that in private. <laughs> you wished you had the courage. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, Mark <laughs> He got out of prison early for time served. Mm-hmm. He was released in 2014. He served less than five years in prison. Dateline evidently tracked him down a couple of years ago. He's living in West Palm Beach with a new wife and two children. And apparently he's super into cryptocurrency. Oh, of course he is. And he's referring to himself online as a yoga doc. Oh, boy. And I'm pretty sure I found him on YouTube. He is stupid. And that's all I've written. Okay. I ended with he is stupid. Is he the guy that does the butthole twister thing on YouTube? Butthole twister? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I think he's a chiropractor. What are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't seen this viral video. What? You're making up a viral video. It's viral in your head because you've watched it's it not, 20 times. It's what you- not... <laughs> So a chiropractor is doing their chiropractor thing, and they press on the butthole, and we hear he some pops. He has an pops. actual device no. that he twists on the butthole. No. Mm-hmm. He does it in the video on a fully clothed man, and you can see the man is like <laughs> <laughs> unsure of how to react. Well, did, to, did he know it was coming? I, I assume so. I would, <laughs> I, hope so. I would hope there was consent involved. Does it go in the hole? Well, the man was clothed, but he did right. go he did go around the shorts and then <laughs> He went under the shorts, you mean? Um mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> in, yeah, the, so in he, the short leg. Okay. And then he had a device. <laughs> <laughs> but whole chiropractor. <laughs> Gotta do some Googling. Should I come over? What is, What are the odds that this is gonna... Uh... I would love the idea if we... If you... It pops up, there's 11 views. They're clearly all from you. You can't find it, can you? It's because it's not a viral video. It's a fantasy. It's not a fantasy. Of your own I making. swear. I swear this is a real... Then why can't you find it? I don't know. <laughs> Brandy, you're lucky we don't kink shame on this podcast because otherwise I might take a moment to tease you about the fact that you went searching for 
<laughs> a chiropractor coming who up. Pops <laughs> buttholes. <laughs> Why have I seen this? <laughs> well, Brandy, when you go specifically searching for something. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm going to do one more search okay. and then we'll move on if okay. I can't. I'm going to go pee. I'm okay. going to give you time to find this. Mm-hmm. I remembered where I saw it, but I'm still not finding it. <laughs> uh, Patty, we will not be cutting this. <laughs> No matter what Brandy says. Somebody somebody out there has also seen this video, I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah, somebody wishes they saw that. Stop video. it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hate this guy. I yeah. can't believe you can do all this to people and face so few consequences. So few consequences. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Wow. He obviously can't practice medicine anywhere and he can't go to zoos but like what else can (laughs) for a moment i was like why wouldn't he be able to go to zeus (laughs) (laughs) but word about the bear fucking did get out it sure did yeah it sure did Mm -hmm. it's called karma baby Mm -hmm. and it comes around Brandy, should we take some questions from our discord i think we better (laughs) i think we better Will you tell us how to get in the Discord? Yeah, to get in the Discord, all you have to do is join our Patreon at the $5 level or higher. And that gets you in the Discord. And then when we record, we ask for some questions and then we answer a few. Beautifully put. Thank you. Ooh, Annie wants to know, Kristen, Mm -hmm. Halloween costumes for dogs? Yeah, your nay. Um, oh my gosh, my dogs would look so cute in little costumes. They would costumes. look amazing. They would hate it. Yeah, they. Uh, I feel like Kit could rock a costume. Dottie is less likely to be okay with a costume. Dottie will do whatever we ask of her okay. because she's a good dog. Yeah. But I would just hate to put yeah, her Yeah, I think that would put that. her through like crazy anxiety having Unless a costume on her. the restriction of the costume would give her oh, comfort. It might, like a thunder, thunder... Jack Buddy, what's it called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's Thunder Buddy. Thunder Thighs. Sure that's from that Mark Wahlberg movie. A Thunder Shirt? Thunder Shirt. That's what I was looking for. You know why I'm a piece of shit? Why? I knew immediately. Uh, but you couldn't, just, you couldn't just jump in. I had to fucking quote Thunder Buddies from Ted. Thunder Buddies for life. Fuck you, Thunder. You can suck my dick. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, we had a real classy episode until Yeah, it was that. pretty classy. <laughs> Jilly Bean asks, I know you guys redid your first episode so you could tell the stories like you would after doing the podcast for a while. Are there any other early cases you'd like to revisit and tell again? Do you have any? No. I have one. Do you really? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I covered the West Memphis Three so early uh-huh. that, and then there's been developments since. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, I think I I would be interested in covering that. I think I would cover it differently now, sure, just because I think sure. my like the way I tell my stories has evolved. But now you think they're guilty? I do not. Certainly do not. That was a joke. Um, yeah, it's funny. It, my answer is no, not because I'm like, no, I covered it great the first time. Yeah. I just... Yeah, no interest in going back and... No. Yeah, that's fine. I live with no regrets, yeah, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, spooky butthole. <laughs> Stanel Brandy, are you a coffee drinker? I know we regularly hear Kristen's coffee sloshes and slurps, <laughs> but you're more of a soft drink gal. Is it an aversion or a preference? No, I actually do love coffee. I drink coffee. I don't drink it, like, a lot. Um, you're nothing like me. Uh, yeah, I don't drink it daily, but I enjoy coffee. I go to Starbucks, you know. You don't drink it daily? I do not. I Okay, I'm one of those... People that is not affected by caffeine. Oh. Has no, I don't, like, I don't have withdrawals from it. If I don't have it, it doesn't, like, amp me up. If I do have it, I have, like, no, it has no effect on me. Mm. So, no, I don't cry, but I like the way coffee tastes. I have a coffee maker at home. I drink it on the weekends, usually. This is a whole new lifestyle. (laughs) Frankly, I don't understand and I don't want to know any more about it. Oh, God. True Crime and Taco Bell says, what is the worst pet name you have ever heard someone use for their partner? I recently discovered someone I know and maybe related to calls her husband Pee-Pee, and I can't stop thinking about it. Ew. Ew. Do you it's think almost it's... as bad as what your parents call each other. My parents call each other Muffin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kyla and I have told them for years, Muffin is slang for vagina. Quit yeah, calling, quit each, calling other each other vagina. <laughs> yeah. For a long time, they said that we were wrong. We were making that up. Mm-hmm. They now know that, in fact, we were not making that up. Yeah. They still do it. You well, can't break it. I mean, yeah, you're already, you're already calling them muffin all the time. You know, you can't just switch that over. Just what if they switched it to taco? <laughs> <laughs> right? They switch it, but it's so much worse. <laughs> You start calling each other pussy. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Okay, Brady, how about you tell a story about people who say, you know, names. I am I am watching The Sopranos right now. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's my. That's all I know. I know your parents who call each other muffin. Yeah, I mean that's the worst. That one. is is pretty bad. It's, it doesn't get worse than that, yeah. folks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Go ahead and top that. Oh, my God. I, apparently, this is a new segment on the show where we talk about disgusting flights that have taken place. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Sarah Love Star says, what are your thoughts on the Air Canada puke seat situation? I have heard nothing of this, but Sarah's here with all the information. Okay, Sarah. Tell uh, us about it. A woman got to her seat and saw that on the previous flight, someone had puked in that seat, and the flight oh. crew did not clean it up entirely. The woman oh. didn't want to sit there, but the plane was full, and she was made to sit on the vomit seat. No, 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 no. The flight crew cleaned it with coffee grounds and covered the seat with a blanket. Thoughts? Oh, my God. Um, Air Canada is giving me free flights for the rest of my life if I'm being forced to sit in the puke seat. Also, we're not doing a blanket over it. We're doing... A plastic, plastic, yes, blanket on top of the yep. plastic. Shake that blanket yeah. out. Make sure yeah. there's no I'm, puke on that. Wrapping too. that seat in a. Okay. Also, this has to be a fucking safety hazard because your seat turns into a flotation device, right? <laughs> what if you you die because you're like I'm not hugging Maybe this thing? Maybe the seats don't turn into a flotation device. Maybe I'm. No, I think you're right. I think the seat cushion. You're supposed yeah, to hang you're supposed on to, hang to on your seat thing. cushion, right? I think maybe I made that up. Maybe that's an old school thing. And the vomit helps it float. Oh, my god! Yeah, no, that's just terrible. But I can see, like, 
This okay. is the only seat, so I guess I, I'm And stuck. I have to get where I'm going. Yeah. Okay. What? It seems like we're about to have a vulnerable moment. Well, no, I'm just thinking that, like, probably the person has to sit in the puke seat. They do get, you know, their flight comped. They get money back. I they bet get... they don't. I bet they don't. Oh, they fucking better. No, I agree. They should, but... I'm thinking about the person who has to sit next to the vomit seat. Uh-huh. They get all the smells and none of the reward. Yeah, but you can't complain. Because... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, sure. Yes. They don't get to complain. They don't get anything in exchange. Mm-hmm. But their their situation is just the tiniest bit better than the person who is sitting on the vomit seat. Disagree that it's the tiniest bit better. Because I think there's a world of difference between sitting on the vomit seat and sitting next to the vomit seat. As Mark Twain once said, <laughs> the difference between lightning and a lightning bug, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're experiencing all the same sense. Mm-hmm. Probably everybody in a three-seat radius is... Oh, God, it's terrible. I don't want to be on that flight. No. No one does. And then, let's say you're flying to meet your lover. Yeah. Your lover muffin. <laughs> and you're like, sorry, I have to go change my pants. I've just sat in vomit for the last three hours. Yeah. Don't worry. There was coffee grounds and a blanket <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, it sounds gross. But don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> they scraped up the chunks real good. Oh, oh no. Oh, this is horrible. So do you want to do sex stuff later? No. Or what? <laughs> Ooh, Richard and Balls asked Brandy, would you rather get a meaningful, cool tattoo on your face or a weird, ugly tattoo in a spot no one regularly sees? I'd get the weird, ugly tattoo. How weird and ugly are we It can be as about? weird and ugly as it needs to be. You know what I'm going to ask you. Yes, I would get my driver's license picture tattooed before I would get a cool, meaningful tattoo on my face. Okay. Okay, <laughs> let me... <laughs> That's what you were going to ask, wasn't it? It absolutely was. (laughs) But now I'm wanting to up the ante a little bit. Okay. Mm Okay. It's difficult because you know I'm just going to wear enough clothing to cover whatever ugly tattoo I get. I'm putting new rules on myself. Okay. Because my immediate thought was offensive. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, it's weird and ugly. Yeah, it's so just we're weird not, and ugly. Yeah. yeah, we can't do offensive. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? I've got nothing. Okay. I've got nothing. You're going to do the weird. I'm going to do the weird ugly. I'm doing the weird and ugly because I I do think that I would enjoy that. I think that I would enjoy having like a funny, oh, weird, ugly tattoo. Oh, it I think I would think funny. it was funny. Yeah. No, no, it would not be funny. I am not uh, one of the people who thinks that every tattoo has to have like some big meaning to you. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like nothing tattoos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just a meaningless balloon right yeah. on your ass. Right on my, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Big, big yellow one like that creeper brought in my salon. Uh-huh, and we'll have a banner over the top. Balloons, <laughs> balloons, 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 balloons. Yeah, I'd get that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ad noise. Doodaloo. 
Philip says, mm-hmm. not a question, but I had an allergy testing done today, and it was a disaster. And then she shared a picture of her back with the scratch Oh, test, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is angry. The only reason I chose to, to share this with everyone is because I have a story about this, a 10 pounds fun fact for you okay. all, if you will. Let's hear it. My dad has all of a sudden been having this weird allergic reaction. Like, happens, his hands will start to swell, and then they get itchy, and it happens to his feet, too. Weird. Yeah, and so he went to an allergist. And when he was a little kid, he had terrible allergies. Like, he would have to get weekly allergy shots, like the whole deal. So he goes into this allergist, and the allergist is like, likely you just need to be on a daily allergy medicine. But let's Mm -hmm. run. Let's let's do an allergen test. You know, we'll do all this stuff. I'll get the results back. You're not going to hear from me. You don't want to hear from me. You know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Your daily allergy medicine, let's get you on that, and you're going to be good. A few days go by. My dad gets a call from the allergist, right? right. And he's like, well, fuck, I thought I didn't want to hear from you. And, like, Mm -hmm. my dad, of course, misses the call. And then, you know, they play phone tag. Finally, they get a hold of each other. And turns out my dad's, like, deathly allergic to everything outside. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the allergist is like... Okay, anytime that you're going to be outside in excess of 30 minutes, you need to then come in. In excess of 30 minutes? In excess 30 of 30 minutes? minutes, you need to come in, remove your clothing, shower immediately. And my oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, exactly. My dad's like, okay, but, like, I can't really do that. And what? also, like, I'm 60 years old. Like, right. I've made it this far, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, deathly allergic to everything outside and cats and dogs. Like, Cannot be like you cannot be around cats and dogs. And yeah, the thirty minutes outside, come in, strip down your clothing, shower immediately. Also, wow. you need to be coming in for weekly allergy shots. Holy shit! Exactly. My dad's like, really? You know <laughs> what? Though I bet if he does this, he is going to be like, I had no idea how yeah. miserable I was yeah, until I, I did. This. I think that's very likely. They're going to start so. Th- this was alarming, obviously, yeah. but the allergist was like, all right, let's start with the daily allergy medicine and then let's work up to see if you actually need the shots. But just so you know, you are allergic to a shit ton of stuff. Like, yeah. really, really allergic to all kinds of stuff. Isn't that nuts to find out at 60 years old? I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, I didn't find out about so much yeah. stuff <laughs> until recently. <laughs> and I just feel like there's more to find. <laughs> Should we move on to Supreme Court Yeah, absolutely. All right. To get inducted on this very podcast, all you have to do is sign up for our Patreon at the $7 level or higher. And this week, we are reading your names and your first celebrity crushes. Shelby Siren. Christina Ricci and Devin Sawa. Sorry, it was the same movie. So both. (laughs) Kristen's missing Philope. Barney. Oh, okay. That's that's a young crush. Yeah. Madeline Porsche. Anne Hathaway. Mel Hickson. Drummer kid from School of Rock. Yeah, he was cool. I think his name was Zach. No, Zach was the Zach was the bass player. We need to get to the bottom of this. No. We also need to figure out that chiropractor okay, video. Oh, we'll move on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do like that movie a lot. Jenny Robinson. Eric Von Deaton. Jesse Griffin. Rupert Grint. I think his name was Eddie. Maybe Eddie was the drum player. Let's Oh my god. Life. Move okay. on. <laughs> Rupert Grint, he's Ron in the Harry Potter movies. Very good. <laughs> Kelly Davis. Edward Norton. 
Aubrey, Christian Bale in Newsies, Andrea Pascaretti, Zach Hansen, Rosemary Segaster Sailor, Frank Sinatra, Steph Galati Shaw, Leo DiCaprio, Summer DeRush, <laughs> Joe from Blues Clues. Please do not judge. I was five and he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kelly, Fred Savage, Jennifer Brown, Kevin Bacon, Sabrina E, John Henson, the guy who used to host Talk Soup. All right. Brittany Baker. JTT. Melissa Potts. Jillian Anderson. Camille Jobin. Brandon Quinn. (laughs) 0% chance that's pronounced properly. No, we always get the French words right. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to to the Supreme Court. Thank you, everyone, for all of your support. We appreciate it so much. If you're looking for other ways to support us, please find us on all the socials. Mm. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. Then be sure to join us next week when Brandy will be an expert on a whole new topic. Podcast adjourned! And now for a note about our process. For this episode, I read a bunch of stuff, then regurgitated it all back up in my very limited vocabulary. So I owe a huge thank you to the real experts. I got my info from the article The Runaway Doctor by Buzz Bissinger for Vanity Fair. Also, the episode of Vanity Fair Confidential, also titled The Runaway Doctor, and reporting from NBCChicago.com. Any errors are, of course, ours, but please don't take our word for it. Go read their stuff. 